4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break
0: down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
3: Welcome back for another season of I Want Your Flex. It's the podcast that you have all yearned for Get Mike. The last time we got together it was Twitter. Now it's X or Twitter.com. Hit him up at Swollen Dome. Find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. And back for another go around. At least for this episode, Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, I only say that because the guy's got like 27 irons in the fire.
0: Yeah, I also kind of like the fact that instead of uh, verbally responding to you, he gave you a queen's wave <laughs> when you introduce him. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm here. I've deigned to show up with you one more time.
3: An engaged Ryan Bershinger. Is that how you're going to walk down the aisle with the old hand? Thank you very much. <laughs> your new blushing bride.
5: Uh, yeah, might as well. Uh, that should That should work.
3: All right, today's episode is one of our fun ones that we do in the preseason. We do a draft. Yeah. Top 30 picks, PPR, and we just give you who we think we would draft at that spot with the players available. We're not filling out our own team. So if Mike drafts eight wide receivers with his first pick for his first eight picks, it's because that's who he would take in that spot knowing who was available on the board. So it's not Mike filling out his two running backs three receivers and two flex with a tight end and quarterback or any of that or burst filling out a two quarterback league or me in my archaic league that is going on for 26 years where we have the same rules as we did basically since season one i think we're starting a wing t like like back like i think that's (laughs) what i was gonna say there's
0: no ppr in that (laughs) league no, no well, there's no the, flex position. There, the, no.
3: it's PPP points per punt. That's what we yes. get. We draft punters in our league. No, I'm just kidding. All
0: right, let's. I get... did that once by the really? way, Really? where we had punters and you had net yardage and inside the twenty and inside the ten. Made it very very interesting. I had Shane Leckler. I dominated.
3: <laughs> You taking him in the second round, though, may not have been the greatest value, even though he was so great. Made for a great talking point, though, Dan Barr. Harmon, you're going to get the first pick of this. Then it's going to be Bershinger, and then it's going to be me. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to give it to Bershinger, because we know who Harmon's first pick is, because we've talked about it on our Sunday morning show, Mm -hmm. and... after you make the pick, Bursinger, then Mike can go, and then I'll go. But we'll then reveal who Mike picks at number one. But we're going to give you the first pick. We're not going to snake this. We're just going to go one, two, three, one, two, three, and we'll do the top thirty picks of a of a PPR draft. Sound good? Beautiful. Go. All right. We may take a breather after each ten uh, picks to get sure. a little uh, recap. But all right, Bursinger, on the clock, number one.
5: All right. Well, given that this is a full PPR, uh, I think in any draft there are two very obvious choices for the number one. Um, but if you're going PPR or even half PPR, I think the answer is Justin Jefferson. I'm going to take Justin Jefferson here at the top and feel great about it. Um, there's obviously Christian McCaffrey I would feel great about as well, but especially with full PPR, uh, just a gigantic ceiling, huge production last season. I will take Justin Jefferson number one.
3: All right. So the Vikings receiver is off the board. Now, in our conversations, Mike, that we've had uh, in the past, yeah. you were number one in a in a Heck, his first draft, I think, was mid-July that you had. Yeah, right? it's well
0: over a month ago. Yeah.
3: This <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how much things have changed, but you're on the clock at number two.
0: Yeah, I took McCaffrey then, and I didn't feel great about it. I hated myself five minutes later because now I'm banking on him to replicate not only the numbers, but the health for a second straight season, and that has me doing a little bit of hand-wringing, right? Obviously, 49ers, we love the squad overall. You got Brock Purdy, you got Sam Darnold, and whatever they decide to do with Trey Lance at quarterback, but you look at what McCaffrey's production is, including the PPR, uh, he's just such a pivotal piece to what they do. Now, do I expect to see some more Elijah Mitchell maybe earlier in the season, because Let's face it, San Francisco, it's not a matter of getting through the regular season. So what are we doing in January? Mm -hmm. Which means we're not winning unless Christian McCaffrey is upright and moving. So I I wonder if there's a little bit in his workload that gets changed over the course of the season. But as we look at the running back position, which has a million questions, I can push off the he might get hurt versus is he showing up? Does he want to be there? And all the other things we have for the rest of the
3: position. So Christian McCaffrey goes number two. I would have taken him number one. Uh, I would have taken him on my rankings, one spot ahead of one Justin Jefferson.
0: Is that because you uh, love what's left of the uh, pack four and you wanted to pay tribute (laughs) to one of the guys that represents one of those squads?
3: It's because I'm an old head and I still can't fathom taking a wide receiver number one even in a PPR league. True story. Like That's it. Like Stuck in my ways. I may be the 70-year-old coach. Coaching against thirty-year-olds in the NFL, but it is who I am, and it's why I am taking Austin Eckler number three. I just and and I actually think his value is increased considering he wanted out, and so the Chargers are probably like, "All right, well, the future of him here in L.A. is probably not as long, so let's use him even more." And the running game can't be any worse. I don't know if that'll be an effect on the amount of receptions that he gets, but I still think the numbers are there. Give me Austin Eckler at number three.
0: I oh. like it. Should be a more dynamic offense, you would think, with Kellen Moore coming in. And as you say, the run game was pathetic, and he still put up the rushing touchdowns and yep. numbers that he did Add the 107 receptions. Yeah, I, I certainly understand the shares there.
3: All right, Burst, second time around, you've got the pick at number four.
5: Uh, at number four, again, I, I am weighing pretty heavily the fact that it is full PPR, um, also because i think there's a, a big jump in running backs from McCaffrey and Eckler to the to the next tier in terms of full PPR uh give me jamar Chase here at number four uh i think there's a, a great argument to be made that he's the second best receiver available and uh i i feel great about jamar Chase
3: uh, for overall all right Chase is off the board i have heard some people taking him numero uno of everyone yeah.
0: On average, he's he's yeah. drifted up there, even with the questions for Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. which I find interesting, right, that during the draft season you've seen that escalation, even with Burrow's health for the start of the season and whether they slow play him coming into the year that Chase has still risen to that level.
3: I also don't think they have a running back. I know like they have Joe Mixon, but I, again, don't think that they have a running back. Joe Mixon, we know the story of him screwing me last year, but yeah. I just I don't believe in their running game as much. Mixon had that one great game and it was the week that I told you to bench him. All right, Harmon, enough of that story. Sick of telling it fifteen times. You're up at number five.
0: Well, I mean, at least they got, got through the legal stuff that he had going on. Well, so uh, you know, so you kind of that. Yeah, yeah. Right, from the, from the legal perspective, <laughs> the one, you still have to go through the, the, uh, the laws there's, of Roger Goodell. There's, it, there's, there's, there's
3: also the incident in January that yeah. was cleared up, but then there's still the incident in March that he's being sued about, so you have that to deal with.
0: So much going on there for sure. Uh, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill just as a uh, massive contributor. Look, just get the ball in his hands and let him run. Do I trust Tua for a full seat? No. Mike White's down there, no. Got made a former... Jet superstar, yeah. uh, but Tyreek Hill just every time he touches the ball, electric. Give me him.
3: I'd feel more at ease if something did happen to Tua with Mike White there. Number six, I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey. I, I just the the volume of what happens in Kansas City. I don't think that there's a change. I know Kadarius Tony's been dinged up in the preseason. We think maybe he can be the number one. Maybe being there a full season helps, but it's still. Travis Kelsey, and again, it's a position that we have talked about so much with the tight ends. There's, there's just a couple that you really, really want, and everybody kind of falls in that same group. So I'm going Travis Kelsey at number 6.
0: Massive drop to that number 2 at the position. So line them up, best in breed.
3: All right, Ryan Bershinger, you're up at 7.
5: I think this is where things start to get really interesting um, because – in order to, well, okay, so I'm going to take Cooper Cup here at number 7. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why things get interesting because obviously you don't feel great about it giving his health status and given the way that the Rams' uh, offense was just awful last season. However, if you look at what Cooper Cup did when he was healthy last year, he was doing the same stuff he did the year prior when he was the clear wide receiver one. So, uh, especially in a full PPR again, uh, that offense is going to feed Cooper Cup like crazy. I will take Cooper Cup here. I still think he is a... a first-round pick.
3: The funny thing about Cooper Cup, and it's only funny when you have him on your team because if you're going against him, it stinks. If the Rams are winning, he likely has two touchdowns. If the Rams are even, he likely has one touchdown and is still being thrown the football because they are in the game. When they're down two touchdowns, they're throwing the football and they're still throwing it to Cooper Cup. Like, it is, any scenario, like, if you're watching a game, you're basically just hoping the other team works the clock for 45 minutes so the Rams just aren't on the field because no matter what they do they just go to Cooper Cup.
0: Good see uh, a safety valve for anybody. Just get the ball. <laughs> finds finds his space. Yeah. Right, and deceptively quick downfield as well.
3: Absolutely. You're up at number 8 Mike and then what we'll do is we'll recap our nine picks that we've got. So Mike's at 8. Then it's me at nine, and then we'll recap the nine from there. All right. Can go any which way with the number of wide receivers
0: in this slot. I push the running backs uh, to the wayside for the moment. Uh, and when it all settles out, as much as he may have been a nuisance this off season, and maybe people aren't getting along, I think it's just the off season, and nobody really wants to be there. I'm going to take Stephon Diggs.
3: Oh, all right. I like that. I did not have it that high. I did not have digs that high. But I'll tell you what I think lends to it is I don't think is going to win as many games either. Like, I am a true believer, as you could just hear me talk about Cooper Cup, the ability to come from behind, to have garbage points, to have all of that. And then if they're winning, Mike— you know that they're throwing to him. Sure, I don't know how much we believe in James Cook really being the savior at running back, but even if he is, he's likely taking away from Josh Allen's rushing numbers and not Stephon Diggs. So I get that. So I'm good with that.
0: Okay, yeah, because uh, in, in the end, I don't care about discord in the off season. Man, any of these, uh, hey, I went away and mm-hmm. whatever, like. No, no veteran player wants to be in mini games. Oh, oh.
3: We know you're this. Right. You're right. I also have realized that in my top 30 rankings, I have 29 players because I put a player twice. Nice Doesn't try. that always happen to you? Yeah, sure. Like you're of like, course. And then, and then or I'm, you
0: admit a guy that you, oh, I, I know I put him.
3: And I was like, no, he's not there. That is more explainable, Mike, because you're like, oh, I just forgot him. This one, I thought, no, I like this guy at this spot. Then five spots later, I'm like... Yeah, I like this guy at this spot. It makes no sense. I don't know if I was drunk, and I don't even drink. (laughs) I don't think I was high because I don't do drugs. But for some reason, I have put a guy twice. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to draft him, but I am going to draft the guy that I do have right above him, Saquon Barkley. Give me Saquon Barkley of the Giants. Again, my running back crush uh, continues. Can't get away from it. Can't quit it. Those are the top nine picks. Mike, you're the expert in all of this. Uh, of this top nine, anything stand out to you?
0: Well, I think when, when we get down to it, our, our love of running backs, because I almost took Barkley mm-hmm. there as much as I was saying I'm pushing him aside. It's it's the idea that you're, you're trying to determine where's that line of demarcation and how offenses are changing. Right? We, we have last year. We have these stats. You got multiple years, all those fun things that we go to. But then you're looking at a team going, all right, division got better so those 6 games might not be walkovers like cuz i mean look at the, look at the east right with, with buffalo last year great expectations and you'd have those numbers now you're like all right jets secondary is really good yeah defensive line is really good you look at miami defense is strong new england offense may be a mess there's no sexiness to it but you know their defense is going to be there. so how much does that force you to just say all right this player is great you move because we got a couple guys that are going to come off here in, in rapid fire here in this next block. That for individual talents, like, all right, that guy could be up here, right? He could be the third best player in mm-hmm. the game, but I don't trust a situation for XYZ. And
1: we'll elaborate on that as they get selected. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?
6: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we've got nine picks
3: in the books. Ryan Bershinger was on the clock at number 10. The order, Ryan Bershinger, Mike Harmon, myself, Dan Byer, in our 30-player draft. Kind of how your first round should go, at least best available. That's what we're drafting. Nine in the books. Burst, you're sitting there at 10. You're on the clock a little while. Who are you salivating to run that card into? What What is the name on that card at number 10?
5: Yes. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for a bit, and um, that's the thing. I'm not salivating because it feels weird to take this player in the first round, but fantasy-wise, numbers-wise, it absolutely makes sense. I'm gonna take CD Lamb Mm. here at number 10. (laughs) There he is.
0: There he is, the wishing and hoping of the big star.
5: Exactly. Like it just something about it, because I'm doing a lot of mock I'm I'm at number 10 in my main league, and a lot of mocks I have kind of this is the pick that kind of makes sense for me there. And it just doesn't feel great. Like, I, again, I like CD Lamb a lot, and especially in a full PPR. The numbers are absolutely 100% going to be there, at least they should. But something about it, I can't really fully explain it. It just feels like CD Lamb doesn't feel like a first round fantasy pick to me, but he is. So I'm going to take him here at 10.
3: This makes me feel so good because not only do I have CD Lamb on my longtime league team, I also have another cowboy on the team. So if you don't feel good about C.D. Lamb, I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine how bad you would roast my team that I've got. But I, I, do, I do agree with you. He's not at the level of maybe some of the other names that are present, but maybe I, I would say this. You would maybe want to be on the back end because there are also a lot of names that are similar, I think. Sure. Yeah. All right. Mike, you're at 11.
0: Well, which takes me to a situation. We have no idea what this team will be, but we know the player is really good. We know his former quarterback tries to show him love on Instagram whenever he can while putting David Bakhtiari's name in really, really (laughs) small letters on his butt. Give me Devontae Adams.
3: I did not know where to put him, honestly.
0: Right, it's tough, right? Because do you love, hate Jimmy Garoppolo? Josh Jacobs isn't there yet. <laughs> so you've got all of this chaos. Is it Aiden O'Connell eventually? <laughs> if Jimmy, like, Is yeah. he going to start a bunch of games? I mean, there's just potential for absolute chaos here. But what we do know is in between the white lines, the ball will find the stickiness of his gloves.
3: Uh, a couple of weeks ago, as I sit here on number 12, we had talked about debating the number one overall pick. I said three players, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, or B. John Robinson. Boom. And I'm going to take B. John Robinson. And there's not a lot of buzz coming out of Falcons camp right now. I know that there were a video, it was a video of Desmond Ritter that was kind of unfair to him earlier, of him like just completely missing Kyle Pitts or throwing it behind him. But I think the workload's going to be there. The only thing that I'm a little afraid of in making this pick is that we've heard Arthur Smith say, and he said it th- uh, this past week, Hey, if uh, Algier has got the hot hand, he may just continue. So there there seems to be enough to go around. Cordero Patterson's going to miss the start of the season. Um, But if Algier gets some carries, could be uh, taking into Bijan's workload, but I'm still going to take him at 12.
0: We know the one thing that team can do is run the football. We saw them do so successfully last year. You want to bring Ritter along slowly as much as you may have upgraded things and believe you can move in the passing game. Look, shorten games, man keep that defense off the field, run the ball, and play uh, with your receivers, as, as your running backs as mm-hmm. receivers out of the backfield with all those guys can do. Yeah, nice and keep it simple. I like the pick.
3: All right, Bursch you're back around now at pick number 13 overall. One thing I do want to
5: quickly point out here that is interesting. So we've now uh, done 12 picks. So for a, a standard 12-team league, uh, you're looking at four running backs in the first round of a 12-team draft. Which I don't think I feel like for as long as I've been playing that that's got to be the lowest amount of running backs in the first round. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Three of them taken by me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And I like all all of them should be first round picks, 100%. So um, I I think that's interesting in terms of looking at the state of fantasy, especially this year, because I think also something that goes into it is running back is oddly deep in the sense that the middle tiers of running backs are very big. You can find uh, decent running backs, sixth, seventh, eighth round, uh, guys who will get Plenty of work guys who could be even like main backs on their team. Um, So I think that's interesting to see. Um, But looking at pick 13 here, I am going to go receiver again because there there are there's three guys actually that I'm eyeing with this pick. Um, I'm going to contain myself because there's one I definitely want. But I think the
3: better pick here is going to be. I know what he's debating. Yeah. He's to, de- uh, I think he's debating between a Lion and a Jet. Yeah. Am yeah. I, is that it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The
0: odds are I'd probably take the guy that he leaves behind. Okay. <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs>
5: so there. Um, oh, man. Alan Lazard is yours.
0: <laughs>
5: is. Uh, uh. Okay. You know what? No, I am going to, I'm going to go ceiling play here because I love Garrett Wilson this year. I'm going to, I will take Garrett Wilson here at 13.
0: I hate you and everything you stand for. (laughs) Not that I need jets. I I got enough jets working with Smith four hours a night.
5: I think there's obviously a couple other guys here are who are clear wide receiver ones in their offense, but um, I'm, I am very excited about Garrett Wilson, even though. Um, even with the aging Aaron Rodgers, I still think that that situation is just so enticing given how good Garrett Wilson was with not good quarterback play last year. Aaron's going to love him. He's going to throw to him deep like crazy. Uh, I could easily see Garrett Wilson ended up being like a top six player in fantasy this year. So I will uh, I will take Garrett Wilson at 13.
3: All right. Does that leave? No, I'm going to
0: buck the trend. All right. and I'm going to surprise you. I'm saying, gonna- buck you. That's what he's yeah, telling exactly. me. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Nick Chubb. Doesn't catch the ball. Right. Doesn't catch the All ball. Right. That goes out. But this goes to, as much as I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson, I have to recognize he is there. I have to recognize that this offense could have some potency to it, which means this guy's not getting eight in a box anymore. And he's still going to get his goal line touches. And when we look at the rest of the running backs, as as Bursch alluded to, a lot of fluidity, a lot of question marks. I do know that Nick Chubb, so long as he's healthy, we're getting to 300 touches.
3: Yes, that is that is correct. I really like Nick Chubb. Oh, of course, he's a running back, too. <laughs> Uh, let's keep the hey, theme. three yards in <laughs> a cloud of dust, Dan. You and me. Let's go. All right. Uh, you know Tony Pollard's going to be on this team. Heck, I, he's on my real team. I, that's my double cowboy. So when we hear in week two, Brandon Cooks in his third touchdown catch of the <laughs> Cowboys, uh, and they lead by 14, you know how crushed I'm going to be. As CeeDee Lamb has 6.2 points, and Tony <laughs> Pollard has 4.8, and I lose in week two. But give me Tony Pollard at number 15.
0: Now, I have to be, be honest. Uh, as a, a man of... Um, well, fire plug stat, stature, right? I mean, I am short and stout. Uh, I need to see a lot of Deuce Vaughn just because. Yes. I need to see it work just to show a little five foot five guys can run amok. But not not to take away from your Tony Pollard. Right. I don't funny. think he's going to. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think but it's I, a good preseason yeah. story. But Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: I really thought Zeke was going to show back up. We talked about it on Sunday. Yep. And now I'm he's a Patriot. You. I don't know. Weird world.
3: All right, Burrs, you're at number 16. Uh, I will take the
5: guy. I was also debating at taking a 13, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, again, the uh, the the manner in which he's been featured in that offense has just increased over the last two years, and I think that he's uh, he will be a very obvious number one. You don't have Jamison Williams showing up until halfway through the season, um, and uh, that that offense will feed Amon Ross like crazy. So uh, give me Amon Ross St. Brown at 16.
3: All right, Mike, you're at number 17.
0: Yeah, w- Williams also hurt now. To, to finish off the yes, preseason, plus right. the suspension. So uh, we'll see how he responds there. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm reticent to go here because I think the ball gets spread around a bit too much, but A.J. Brown's still on the board. So I will take A.J. Brown of your Philadelphia Eagles.
3: A.J. Brown goes at 17. This will be the final pick. Then we'll analyze what we made uh, just easier that way. We'll, sure. we'll, we'll look back Light at the size. final nine picks. Yeah, the, the the previous nine picks, and then we'll do our our, our last segment. We'll look at the last uh, twelve as a whole. There are there there is a name that I really really want to draft right now, and you know what? I'm going to go against my rankings. Heck, I only have 29 guys in a 30 ranking because I doubled <laughs> up. So I'm going to actually go against my rankings, and I'm going to go Chris Olave at number 18. So I I love Chris Olave. Plus, I just wouldn't feel right to not get one of the Buckeye wide receivers. So since Garrett Wilson's already off, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chris Olave at number eighteen. So there's the next nine, if you will. We're through eighteen picks. Would take you in the middle of your second round. Mike, your thoughts of what we just had transpire in these previous nights?
0: Well, we're, we're looking upside, right? Where we go through the B. John Robinson, we look at Garrett Wilson, right? We have the love, of, love fest going on with him and Aaron Rodgers that we see social media and every bit of Jets propaganda that is out there to push him to the next level. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is throwing off his ass because that offensive line sucks, well, Garrett Wilson may suffer. But, uh, you know, we get a couple of more running backs in there. The Dallas offense... We expect great things, we'll see, mm-hmm. but certainly uh, expectations are great. I, I drafted A.J. Brown based on someone's got to be the lead in that Philadelphia run, but, I mean, they spread the ball around, but a new coordinator, right, because that's that's the other thing. Dan and I talked about this a lot on the, on the Sunday show, is you got 16 new offensive coordinators in the NFL, so a lot of this might be a, a completely new and revamped uh, game plan until – the top wide receiver complains in week two. Uh, I like the Olave pick, too. Upside there, as much as Derek Carr, I, I don't trust him. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. When it counts come January, uh, we're not playing for January here in fantasy football. Yep. So give me a guy that's going to put up points uh, and, and pile up numbers. And remember, the first three weeks, there's no Alvin Kamara, which means some of those balls that would have been getting drifted to uh, running backs out of the backfield may end up uh, in Olave's hands as well. No, I, I like it. It's that – that that next wave, right? The excitement of an Amon Ross St. Brown. We know his workload, but now that means you're buying into Detroit. And may, have, may,
1: you know, heaven have mercy on your soul. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
3: As Mike recovers from all the heat that he's getting from the Motor City, from his comments on on the Lions.
6: Bring
0: it! And
3: the final 12 picks of our top 30 draft. Ryan Bershinger, you are up at number 19. A lot of good names still available. Uh, some not so good. Who are you going with at number 19?
5: Uh, so I have only drafted wide receivers thus far. I am going to take a running back here. Oh! I will do it. Uh, give me Derrick Henry because he is still on the board because he uh that offense moves as he does. and uh, while he's starting to hit that twilight of a running back career, I'm also just going to bet on the fact that he's a literal freak of nature, that he is a gigantic man who yep. will continue to get the workload. Uh, so yeah, I'll I, I will comfortably this is the back end of the of the second round Derek Henry, I think that's tremendous value.
3: I that was who I was going to take if I didn't take a I actually have Henry higher in my rankings. But to Mike's point, I went on the possible upside of what we've got. Who knows? You know, Traylon Burks has got the knee injury. Not as serious as first thought, but there's another weapon that's, you know, you thought, oh, DeAndre Hopkins, whatever, but still Henry's going to get his. And uh, I think that's good value at 19.
0: No question about it. Now, I'm going to ignore a pick I made earlier because normally I'm not doubling up in a wide receiving core, but since we're going next player, next up, and I'm not drafting an actual team, I'll take Jalen Waddle.
3: Hmm. I knew that as soon as he said that. Like, who could he be doubling up with? Who have we taken already that could be paired with? And it's that Dolphins duo that is yeah. so appealing.
0: I mean, Tyreek Hill with the explosive plays, Jalen yep. Waddle, physics expo- catches. yeah, Same explosion, but, you know, just utilized differently. But, again, it all goes on. Do you keep Tua upright?
3: I, I, th- I think when you look at Jalen Waddle's numbers from year one to year two, they're the most striking in difference because – I felt like maybe you felt all right. Here's Waddle, the possession guy, kind of like Jarvis Landry was in Miami. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not fair, but then all of a sudden Mike McDaniel comes in, and it's wow. You look at that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So guys, open. Waddle goes at twenty. I think it's very good value. I'm gonna go Mark Andrews. There you go. I actually think that the offense could help him even more. I mean, heck, I know they relied on him so much in the running game, but now if you're going to open it up and throw it as much as they apparently want to, I think that could only help Mark Andrews. So give me Mark Andrews at 21.
0: Yeah, Lamar Jackson, number one quarterback in terms of efficiency and rating from 10 to 19 yards the last couple of years. So Mark Andrews feasts.
3: All right, Bursh you're up at number 22.
0: I know there are...
5: Questions about his status, but uh, this guy was one of the top players in fantasy last season. I will take Josh Jacobs here uh, because he's going to show up at some point. Like he'll 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 play for this team, and the offense will still feed him like crazy. Um, a, a, in terms of just pure workload, uh, yeah, I I can feel very confident. End of the second round, I think tremendous value again for a running back here. Uh, Josh
3: Jacobs, I'll, I'll take him at twenty-two. Jacobs off the board. Mike, you at 23 as we near the end of our top 30 draft.
0: Ready? The difference between QB1 and QB9 is about eight points per game. QB1, Patrick Mahomes.
3: Let's Mm. go. All right. There it is. The first quarterback off the board, and it comes at number 23. End of your second round in that 12-team draft, if you will. My final pick then would be DK Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks, wide receiver, of a, of a solid receiving core. He's still the alpha there in Seattle. Expect Geno uh, Smith to ha- continue to have the success. Give me DK Metcalf at 24.
0: Geno. G- G- I mean, Geno's Gino. so established, he didn't even have to play in the first preseason game. <laughs> That's
3: what we're at in 2023. Uh, oh, what a world I we love live it. in. All right, Bursch, 25. You've um, only got two picks remaining. We all have only two picks remaining.
5: Yes. So this is where I, I think. Again, things start to get interesting where now the wide receivers available might be uh, second wide outs in, in a very highly touted offense, or you still have a couple of workhorse backs who have questions with them, um, or you can also dip into the quarterback pool. There's a couple quarterbacks that totally make sense here. I will take another running back with some questions, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Um, I know there are various reasons as to why he has been in and out of camp thus far, but um, you still have to feel good about the amount of work and the amount of value that you can get for Taylor here, so I will go ahead and take Jonathan Taylor. When you're looking at top of third round, maybe mid-third round in a 10-teamer, in a um, that's if you're ending up with Taylor as your second running back, I think that's a, a very uh,
3: strong position to be in. I had about 23 in my ranking, so I, I didn't know if you guys would even have him in your top 30. Apparently you do. Do you have him in your top thirty? I, yeah. I do.
0: It's it's just the giant question mark yep. next to it. Cause now he left camp uh early uh earlier in the week from where we're recording this. And from what they're saying, it's it's not contract related, right? That that there's other things going on. So we're we're trying to make sense of it all. But you figure with a rookie quarterback. When he's in camp, once he's available to play, he's going to have a heavy workload.
3: Instead of the horseshoe, it should just be a question mark. Like That should be (laughs) a different alternate helmet instead of the black one that they unveiled. And they
0: wear a Riddler outfit
3: instead. (laughs) Here, you're up at 26, Mike.
0: All right, this one, I'm going to hold my breath. You know, I I lobbied a lot for the Chargers to change out their training staff because Mm -hmm. of all the games missed. Give me Keenan
3: Allen. Mm. Gosh, he just missed my top 30. Just missed
0: stats for days when yes. he plays.
3: That's 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 the key part of it. Gosh, I I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my rankings here, and I'm gonna go back to something that we talked about with Jamar Chase. Give me T Higgins here. I like it. If they don't run the ball, and if I I don't I think that Joe Mixon is done of having the. He may again have one crazy day, but I just I'm not a big Joe Mixon fan. Give me T Higgins at twenty seven. All right, Burst, your final pick of our top 30. Make it make it worthwhile.
5: Well, I'm going to take a quarterback here. And as I'm talking, I still don't know which one because I think that— <laughs> MVP
0: that Justin Fields of the Bears. Let's <laughs> <Yes>. go.
5: <laughs> That's right. I love it. Um, so it's between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And I think if you look at a lot of rankings, they have them very even. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Josh Allen. Uh, just because of the longer track record of success and the more potential explosiveness with the arm. And you're also looking at uh, the fact that Allen does get more rushing touchdowns because of the fact that he's really their best runner. I mean, James Cook will be great value in the middle of the draft, but um, the Eagles have like five running backs and all of them are getting work in camp. Um, of course, Hurts is still going to run, but you have that extra investment that they put into him. Maybe they slightly protect him a tiny bit more. That's hard to say, but I think I would feel better taking Josh Allen here, but I really do think you can go either way.
3: All right. There's your final pick of the top 30. Mike Harmon, your final pick of the top 30 is maybe a bit of a gamble. But give me
0: Calvin Ridley of your Whoa. Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: Number zero. That's because of how many bleeps he gives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'll be the most number, the most popular number zero that we see in the NFL this year, I think.
0: Big roll of the dice. Peterson, Lawrence, another year. Ridley trying to recapture what he was in Atlanta. Folks uh, may have forgotten how dominant a receiver he was. Off the radar for a year, offense ready for another run, division there for the taking, building on last year. I like it.
3: If you're sitting at home and watching CBS and you're like, wait a second, we got another episode of Jag? That's what (laughs) you've got here, because that number 30, Travis Etienne. We went double Jags to end our top 30. Sorry, Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke's presence affects that goal line-wise. There were other names that could have popped up. Aaron Jones was a name that I like. Najee Harris. But I'm going to take Travis Etienne with the final pick of our top 30. All right, expert Mike. Oh, well, How would yeah. we do in this top 30?
0: I think we got a little bit crazy down the stretch. And I love it, right? Because it, as as Bursch alluded to as we got things started, Dan, it, you start getting even in round three as we're, we're looking at it, you can go in a myriad ways, right? Amari Cooper probably get some consideration. Debo Samuel, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. get some consideration for the big plays. So, I mean, there's just a richness uh, of talent there that there's not a huge divide. So it becomes a, well, what flavor do you like? What what narratives have you built into your own decision-making to get to that decision uh, of, of which of those guys you're going to pull, right? Looking at teams with great expectations, uh, are you – done with them because of the overhype. And I think that's the dangerous thing for us in this business and certainly folks that immerse themselves into mock drafts a ton. Like, I've heard enough about the Lions and Jets. So you may go the other way just on principle, even though logics, numbers, all projections tell you you should go that route. And so that's it. Don't overthink it.
3: There it is, your top 30 drafted by Mike Carmen Ryan Bershinger, and myself, Dan Beyer, on the I Want Your Flex podcast. You can get Mike on Twitter at SwollenDome, twitter.com. Get Ryan at Ryan Bershinger, and you can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. A crazy 30 picks, but we hope that you can use it in your drafts and also use it if you've already drafted find out where the guys that you picked are in our rankings and see how they match up that's the thing that i like to do i like to be validated with my picks that i make after i do a draft i want to see what other people are saying about those players hopefully you can do that with this podcast so until we meet again for mike carmen and ryan bursinger your top 30 draft for 2023 on the i want your flex podcast